everybody. Welcome to episode 406 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, whether you're sitting at home playing some magic or you're sitting at home playing magic some other way. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're going to talk with the winner of the VML leg leg. League. <laughs> the VML League, Caroline Kavanaugh. That's right. Um, you can learn all about if you're sitting there being like, what is the VML? Don't worry. We'll talk about it. Yeah, it's it's a super cool league for women non-binary players. And uh, she won the whole thing. Yeah. And is going to the Zendikar Rising Championship. Yes. Which is a big deal. And we're yeah. going to talk with her about her journey there and everything cool about the VML. Yes. And and um, women in magic, some et cetera, flavor et cetera. text theater flavor text theater mad libs That's are coming right. up so uh get excited for all of that because it's gonna be a sick episode yeah i'm i'm super hyped yes um but before we do that we have people to thank for making it possible and the number one person to thank is you if you're a patron of this show yes Yay. you if you're a patron right now i mean it give yourself a stinking pat on the back uh, or a not stinking one depending on the stink level of your hand yeah that's fair <laughs> if you don't have a stink laughing anyways point is you make it possible and if you're like i'm only contributing a dollar a month it doesn't matter no like that is making it possible if you're donating five dollars a month that is making it possible so at whatever level you are donating at thank you so much and if you are not yet a patron we mean it any amount of contribution helps make this show happen. So thank you so, so much um, to those of you who are patrons. Yep. You can sign up over on patreon.com slash stinking. <laughs> <laughs> slash GLHF magic. Yeah. It takes like 30 seconds and you can become a supporter of the show. You're a member of our family. $5 level gets you into our discord server. Uh bunch of different levels for whatever dollar amount you want to contribute. Although if we could find a way to make patreon.com slash stinking. <laughs> Look, I'm sure not every page. Not, nobody has it. I'm pretty positive. I uh, really appreciate it. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. A great place to get all of your commander needs. Oh, yes. Because Commander is happening soon. Commander Legends is coming out. Super excited. And you can get those pre-constructed decks. Yep. You can get those packs. You can get booster boxes. All from Card Kingdom. Um, and... Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm really, really excited to check out Commander Legends. Some of the previews that have been coming out look really awesome. And it's yeah. a draftable set if you're able to do that safely. Uh, what a cool idea. So cool. Um, we're going to open a box of Commander Legends. Yes, from Card Kingdom. From Card Kingdom on our YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed and you ding the bell over at uh, YouTube.com slash high 5 because that video will be coming out. And we previewed yes. our own Commander Legends card on the upkeep this week. Yeah. So if you have not yet listened to the upkeep or watched it, go over there and watch it and hear about our sweet preview card. Check it out. Pretty cool. Yes. It's a mythic. So no thank you deal. so much to Card Kingdom for being a wonderful part of this community and a wonderful place to celebrate so much magic. 
Hey everybody, welcome to the show. A very special guest, none other than the winner of the most recent season of the VML, who's now heading to the Zendikar Rising Championship in December. It is Caroline Kavanaugh. Yay! Hello! Hi Caroline! Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited. Um, how's, how psyched are you that you won? I keep forgetting and then reminding myself. By like being like, hey, you know what you did on Friday? That was cool. <laughs> you not only won this season, but you are now back-to-back VML champion. Yeah, I was mostly joking when I was telling people to like, come get my crown. But I still have my crown, and I'm very excited. I, you, in fact, purchased yourself a crown. I did, which actually brings up a good point. I'm now trying to decide, <laughs> should I purchase myself a second crown, and should it be yes. smaller so it fits inside, so I can wear both at the same time? Yes, 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 absolutely. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, Why would you would, not? Do would we that? like to see this crown? It's not like I have it nearby. Yes, 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 please yes, yes, put yes, it on. Yes, please put it on. It doesn't. The viewers need to witness well. this. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know that crowns are about fit. <laughs> yeah, think about some of the famous monarchs of the British dynasty. Like, do you think all those crowns fit them perfectly? No, they look pretty uncomfortable. Do you think they yeah. have body pins? Because body pins help a lot. For sure. Yes. I wonder, actually, how... Wait. I'm now really curious, honestly, about how <laughs> crowns stayed on people's heads. I don't heads. know. They, how I don't comfortable know. were they? They probably had really big pins. They probably yeah. hurt a lot. <laughs> right? Like, hat pins Like, hat pins thing. are yeah. a thing. I don't know what you do with a hat pin or how you use you a hat pin. You through the hat and into, into your, your, <laughs> into your skull. That's what it looks like! <laughs> I don't, I don't want so, to wear my crown anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's fine, Caroline. I, before we get into all the cool stuff about your deck and how the tournament went for you and what this means, et cetera, et cetera, can you give the viewers and listeners at home just a little summary of what the VML is and why it's important? Uh, yes. So uh, the VML stands for the Venus Mercury League, um, and it's uh, a league for... Uh, People of marginalized genders is the best kind of place we've ended up with. Um, and we've been going for three seasons now. It started uh, as someone's little like idea. I think I want to say last year, but honestly, I don't know. Like the, 2020 <laughs> has seriously messed up whether or not no. it started this year or not. I really don't Time remember. is not real. Um, Nobody could tell you. <laughs> but I know we did two seasons this year. That I can tell you with confidence. Um, and the idea behind it is you, uh, we all we signed up together. So this season had 64 people. Uh, and then you get break, broken into pods of eight. Uh, and so this season we had eight pods. And you spend seven weeks, though we actually did condense it into six, but you spend seven weeks playing everyone else in your pod. So you play a full round robin tournament where Sunday night is deckless day. So Sunday midnight, uh, deckless are due. And then anytime from Monday morning, once they're posted till the following Sunday, you can arrange to play your match. And this is an insane concept when we first came up with it. Because you can't name a tournament where this happens. Like, even in some of the crazy MPL splits and stuff, you're still pretty, like, people usually dictate when you play. And so yeah. being allowed to dictate when you get to play is so cool. Like, if you're working or uh, you have kids at home or whatever reason it is that you get to schedule your match, of course you have to schedule with one other person, but that's usually pretty manageable. Time zones became a bit of a factor this season, but still, again, pretty manageable. Um, wow, yeah. that's awesome! Sixty-four players. We this had to season. we had to cut it off at sixty-four. We uh, the admit sorry not we but the administration decided that 
they could not handle more than 64 people because it's actually just one person doing a lot of data entry on the website. So (laughs) every Monday they have to upload every deck list. And so they decided doing that 64 times was already going to be kind of a lot. It's just like incredible to me to hear about this tournament with so many people participating. In fact, that you had to have a cutoff where if I'm just reminiscing about when we started doing this podcast eight years ago, I don't think you probably could have gotten that many people of marginalized genders together to play in a tournament. So it's just really awesome to hear that. Yeah, for sure. I really like also I feel like you've touched on something really important, which is that like when when people talk about getting more marginalized genders into playing magic um, and back when the conversation was just like getting more women into magic. Mm Like, people talk a lot about, like, okay, it's a lot of pressure to put on people to be like, oh, we're going to give you a discretionary invite to a tournament or something, or we're going to promote you a lot on social media. And it puts all this pressure on to, to you know, like, be basically an example or try and be like, you and know. And perform. Or exactly, a perform. And we talk instead about, like, hey, what can you do? do to make instead of just like lifting up one person or lifting up like a handful of people and putting a lot of pressure on them how can you instead help marginalized genders play more magic and i think one of the most important things that you've talked about is just like making it so that it is flex a flexible time accessible exactly just like providing the accessibility of being like hey you can play in this competitive structured event or like this competitive event that is structured in such a way that like it's going to work with your schedule. And I think that that's super important just to highlight. It's it's very, like, when I've talked about the league before, everyone's like, oh, that's cool, cool, cool. And then people actually start playing and they're like, wow, like every Sunday I have to submit a deck list, but I get to, I get to submit a deck list every Sunday is how you get to see it. Like, all, like I don't know if you're following along standard. I don't know if your listeners, you know, follow along at all. Um, this season was insanely rough. We had to play four weeks of dead standard because our deck was to do Sunday and all of those surprise changes would come Monday. And we we were on, just to give a little bit of details, we were on an extremely tight deadline because uh, we knew we had some, we, the invites were being presented to us and the tournaments are actually coming up. So the, the, the arena qualifier event is next weekend. So we had to be wrapped up this weekend. Um, and so we were super tight. We couldn't delay. Everyone's like, oh, just make deck list do later. And we'll put, I'm like, we can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> and so we play four weeks of dead standard out of like a nine week league or something. Like it's kind of yeah. brutal just thinking about it, but it does mean that players got to play Omnath when it was good. And then they got to play gruel when they wanted to, and they really rogues. And they just <laughs> went, if we have all the history of everyone's deck list and, one of the coolest things is picking your list for your next week's opponent by looking at their previous week's lists. Like, have you, like th- there's some yeah. really crazy things that happen in our league. For my top eight, I got to pick a list based on what I was pretty confident my quarters opponent would play. Like, I picked Red Black, which I know is a bit of a spoiler, but I picked it because I knew my top eight opponent loved rogues and had done really well with rogues that weekend. Like, I literally did some Twitter sleuthing. Like, it's just, it, the <laughs> skills, it. it's just insane that I got to do that. And there's some other actually crazy stuff that the the layout of the, like, being able to play when you want also allowed me to do. I don't know if that's, if you want to transition to that now. But. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other, so, you know, talking about picking deck lists throughout the weeks and looking at your opponents, that's kind of cool. But also, we... We we got to pick when to play, which means I would submit a deck list Sunday. And so a couple of times I submitted a deck list that I wasn't excited for. Like I submitted Teamer Adventures and I really didn't have a lot of practice with it. 
Um, but my opponent wanted to play Thursday. So I actually got to spend Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before my match playing this matchup. Every week I would do that. Like, not every week, I guess. But I had friends and team and testing teams that would actually do this with me. And I would get to that match being like, wow, I've played 10, 10 games of this match already. Like, it just... Yeah. So that was really, really cool. Um, in particular, uh, like Team Sugoi is my team, um, so they would in general help me out. And then Nick uh, in Inextrad, you might have seen him around. Not Nick Prince is what he <laughs> was asked to be called. <laughs> Nick Price. Oh, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> um, great. <laughs> he uh, he helped me like a, a ton. And in the top eight, you could do the same thing. So I knew eventually. I knew I was playing Mono Red. I literally this is. I think this is so crazy to me. I messaged Sandy Dog on Twitter. We're not friends. We don't know each other. I messaged <laughs> Sandy Dog and said, hey, here's my situation. Will you come and play games as Model Red for me? And he did. Wow. He did. No he played way. a couple hours Wednesday before my match, and I learned a lot of things, and then I used them on Thursday. And you just wouldn't that? get to do that in like another in a regular tournament. Yeah. For people who don't know, Sandy Dog oh, yeah, is a sorry. notorious uh, mono red player who's yes. very, very skilled with it. Yeah. And that's that's so cool that you reached out to him and he was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, just all these, like, I, I get that I definitely had a lot of benefits uh, having a team and having maybe a tiny bit of clout where he'd be like, I think I know who that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this isn't a complete random on the internet. <laughs> I, I know other people that just played with their friends or their, um, like, their their siblings or whatever, just play the chance to like learn your deck instead of just being like, Oh no, I registered and I have to play right now. Like, Oh no, I think it's yeah. just so different. I, I don't know. I can't obviously say enough good things for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's really cool. I think like you say, it's a unique tournament structure, but especially right now, while there isn't a lot of in-game like, or in-person play, I mean, right. yeah. it's sort of like, well, why? Yeah. Like I would love to see more stuff like this. Um, uh, that provides players a lot more flexibility, but also giving them like some high stakes events. Yeah, like I um, would be down for this structure for for any style of tournament. Like the VML yeah. is special to me, um, but it, it's a cool structure as a tournament itself. Yeah, for so sure. I, I bet people who are listening or watching this video might be interested and say, hey, I would love a chance to compete in the VML coming up. Do you know if before we get into your personal accomplishments and all that, if there'll be another season of the VML coming up where people can compete? Uh, I think I can say with confidence that there will be season four. Um, we we have well, one, you have to come get the crown. So that's for one. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. The crowns, you can't let no. me have it twice, but, or three times, uh, I guess. Um, the crown stack. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do. I, I know that it is in our dreams to have a season four, and it is likely in our reach as well. The one in my head, I really want to just wait till twenty twenty one. Um, just looking ahead at the next couple months, but. Um, I imagine I'll get downvoted. So I'm sure that as soon as as soon as soon people are willing to put the effort into running, because it is really just who's willing to put that driving force into getting it running, um, I'm, I'm sure it will happen. If you want to find a place to follow to make sure it will, like you'll be notified when it happens, it's um, AspirantCCG on Twitter. And maybe you can put it here. Yeah, we can put it, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. put it in the show notes. <laughs> we'll put it here. By which you mean the internet? The internet. We'll put it under the link yes. under the video and in the show notes yeah, so yeah. everybody can go follow. And we will certainly announce yes. it on the upkeep end and, of the and you high did. five. You actually announced uh, season three as well. 
Yeah, we did. Hey, yeah. No problem. Yeah. Um, not, because season maybe three, not you. You didn't do it. You oh, weren't I, there. I wasn't there that week. No, nope. listen. You weren't there. I made sure it happened. You were literally <laughs> sitting in a park with me instead. Oh, that's true. That's actually very true. <laughs> um, and yeah, for people who didn't know, actually, like winning the VML this season yes. came with um, a qualification for the Zendikar Rising Championship. Yeah. So that part's kind of wild, be. to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, now you're going to be playing in it. Yeah. Are you excited? I am. I, I'm sure this is potentially a shared dream with some people, but um, I have been aiming to go to a pro tour like a tournament <laughs> yeah um don't yeah. don't like make anyone mad <laughs> a pt experience let's say uh and you know i picked <laughs> the best year to do it of course uh 2020 uh, yeah obviously yeah. For, for many reasons but i am excited ultimately um to just do something that's the next thing i've just never done this thing before so I'm excited. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So let's talk about your journey to get there. Um, what deck did you end up playing in the top eight and how did it work for you? Yeah. I mean, obviously pretty well. <laughs> so I, I did sort of spoil this, but um, I played, uh, So I guess I'll say, so Sunday night, um, I had another teammate in the top eight with me. Uh, Tanya was also in the top eight and we were in separate parts of the bracket. So we couldn't meet till the finals. So we actually spent a lot of time Saturday and Sunday leading up to the deckless submission to uh, build a deck together. Um, and we both agreed that it was very likely that our the general consensus of top eight would be very aggressive decks because that was the weekend of the rivals and MPL split. And Gruel had finally broken through and... In general, the players that were in the top eight seem to go towards aggressive decks, but aggressive decks have been bad, and so they, you know, they. I would see them being like, yes, I get to play Gruel finally. So we were kind of really expecting a lot of creatures. So Tanya actually brought green, green, white Yorion, and that was sort of my plan, but I got a little tripped up because I knew my opponent really did well with rogues that weekend in like a something else and they really liked it and I was like you know what I need to beat rogues and so I decided at the last second like <laughs> probably like an hour before I had this deck in my account that was called um red black uh we'll call it poopers we'll say this is what it was called <laughs> um, and I so I played wink, that wink. for a little bit and I decided to submit that and while I was submitting it um my friend Hayu who does coverage for the event said, hey, can you change the deck name so that when we're showing, if we show it on coverage? <laughs> and so I said, sure. And so I put a little asterisk, you know, just hit some of the letters. And then, <laughs> a long story short, we ended up with a very silly nickname of, like, it's it's Shatter Skull Smashing Deck, but there are some asterisks where you could imagine there would be some asterisks. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's so it's good. It's very funny. You, you um... can tell that, like, at that point of Sunday night, we... I was risking my like top eight by playing a deck that wouldn't be great against aggro, and I was losing it, so you can tell by the deck name. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yes. <laughs> and it's so cool to hear your insight, too, behind what choices you make, because I think a lot of times that kind of gets glossed over in big tournaments, and when you have done like some next leveling, next leveling, next leveling yeah. on what of your yeah. deck choices, because you're like, you were, aggro. You were so many layers aggro? deep in that game play mid-range to beat the yeah. people who are beating aggro do i play you know what 
I just love that. It's a seven layer burrito. Yes. yes. It, I actually did the same thing in season two. Like my opponent had not some had submitted the same list three weeks in a row. And I decided to take a gamble that they were just going to do it again. And so I brought, this was back, <laughs> like this was standard where food wasn't that popular, but I brought Jun food and I won the whole thing. And it was all because I just wanted to beat my quarters. I, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like the approach of just being like, ah, just beat the thing you think you're going to play. Instead yeah. of, like, I like this big call. Also, I like also that you're focusing on the first one. You're like, do you know what? You don't have to worry about the semifinals if you don't make it yeah. through the quarterfinals. Exactly. So yeah, like, that's true. Get through the quarterfinals. And then I had to play against Red, and I was very sad. Because I really I am not favored in that matchup. Red, red Black, it's interesting, because the Red Black decks that, that I played is not the current one that's, like, peaking in terms of deck lists right now, but mine's a little bit more chunkier. Um, <laughs> um, and it has a lot of removal spells, but because Mono Red has so many different threats, they just weren't yeah. lining up very well. And I was losing. Like I, I pulled up the computer on the Monday night and tested six matches with my teammate and lost every match and picked up Oof, one game. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh. And then on the next night, or what, I don't know what night this was, but anyway, on the next night I got Sandy Dog <laughs> to come on, um, and then made a little bit of progress. I, did, I changed some sideboarding and stuff too, but um, yeah. Are I, you just good at every deck? <laughs> I don't, you're sit, talking to you, you're like junk food, and then I played red black, and then I also Caroline. I just want you to know that when we were looking up your deck list before we started like this episode, Maria <laughs> looked it up and she goes, "She was on Rectos." She told me not to play that deck. <laughs> I did. I did. I can't even stream it. I said, don't do it. Yeah. 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 I was streaming. I was, I, I was trying to get ready for the arena open this past weekend, which I, of course, tanked in, but I didn't know what to play. And and you were like, oh, not that one. <laughs> wow. I'm terrible. Betrayed. I, I Betrayed. do want to answer your question because it's actually something... It's goes it's the same thing i've been saying this whole time i there's one week where i registered blue white yorion which if you know me at all is not a caroline deck i absolutely don't love the idea of just waiting just like wait but i want to attack it's <laughs> yeah like, it's like yeah. Carol, you have an 04 wall like just pass but i want it <laughs> so i registered these these decks that were so far out of my comfort zone but having that one only have to pay attention to one match except for the top eight but mostly only pay attention to one match and having that week to just get more comfortable with something was so different than any other tournament. I could not play blue white in a like seven round event. I just wouldn't go well. I would get frustrated and I'd get bored and I'd attack with my wall or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this wall attacks. It has defense. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse this me. Defender. I'm like trying Excuse to turn me. it sideways. <laughs> but but <laughs> so I, yeah, I really think that that's a huge part of how because if if you do look back at my deck list choices, I think I played six different decks maybe only five different decks uh in the full event that's a lot of variety though well that's really cool and another good note about the structure too allowing yourself to have time to practice with decks Mm -hmm. and get and the structure allowing you to be able to do that and kind of maybe expand your play style or stuff (laughs) that you consider oh i'm not that good at it well now you have time to i don't know expand your horizons yeah get better and feel more confident in yourself Mm -hmm. and the decks you're playing so on your way through the top eight, you beat Demir Rogues, yeah. uh, which was the one that you were gunning yep. for with your Rakdos choice. Yeah. That one went a little uh, simple. <laughs> I did yeah. the things I was supposed to do. That's like yeah, you were just like, guess what? 
I came prepared. Yep. <laughs> well, actually, um, my, my top eight opponent was Sky Bills, and Sky Bills <laughs> spent the previous two days of our match sending me compliments, which is a great way to mess with your opponent, by the way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just kept DMing me, because we had tested a little bit together through the regular round robin, and so she'd be like, you're great! Like, I can't believe we have to play! You're fantastic! I was like, no, this is not fair! <laughs> Wait, hold on! If that's the opposite of trash talk, what do we call it? Yeah, um... Like, Canadian talk? Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would be very characteristic a, a, of you Canadians. A bo- a boost, boost chat. Nope, that doesn't... Boost That's like... It sounds boost like chat a, is the worst Sounds like something that you automatically installed on your cell phone yes. from Boost Mobile. Uh. Um, <laughs> so next up, you had to play Mono Red. Yes. On Aaron Barrich uh, on Mono Red. That's very different than Mono Red, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> um, a very accomplished player. Yep. Well, I, I, I don't know if you know Aaron Barrich's story through the VML, but she was undefeated through her round robin <laughs> on only Mono Red. So through Omnath, <laughs> through every Mono Red. At least wow. I, I think so. I didn't actually do that. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of Mono Red. And then yeah. won the, uh, she had a buy, so won the top 16 won her top eight match, and then had me in the semis. All in all <laughs> My Yikes. Goodness. You can see why That's I went a... to Sandy Dog here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I now understand, like it, like you said, not just Mono Red. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like, how did how did it end up playing out? Uh, I mean, well, because I, I clearly won, but it, yes, it was... But, like, was, was it super close? Did you, like, um, what, how did... Well, I have a bit of a story. So... The deck right, list that great. I submitted, I did get kind of late on Sunday, and at one point, I uh, get sent to me and goes, okay, here's a good 75, but I don't know what the Lamia is for. And this is, I don't know the first word of the card, but it's a five mana enchantment creature. It's a five mana four four lifelinker. When it comes into play, you can Grave. put Gravebreaker Grave Lamia? Breaker? Yeah. Yes. Um, and, they, and the person says, okay, I don't know what it's for. And I said, ah, whatever, I'll submit it. <laughs> so I submitted this this 5-mana 4-4 four, four lifelinker in my sideboard. And when I'm talking about, uh, I'm in a group chat uh, with some friends, and when I was talking about my mono-red matchup, and I showed my deck list, um, you, you might know him as PVDR, but <laughs> Paulo says, what the heck is the Lamia for? <laughs> And I was like, listen, Paulo, sometimes you've got to play a 5-mana 4-4 lifelinker. It's just what you got to do. And he said, is it? And then that was the end of the conversation. So in game three of the mono-red matchup, I resolved my 5-mana 4-4 lifelinker and attacked with it. You <laughs> so, know what? Sometimes seems... you are smarter than a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I right. think the word is scoreboard. I think that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that that's story. Amazing. Sometimes you do have to play a Sometimes five mana four for a life linker. Sometimes just um, what you gotta do. <laughs> great. Amazing. Um, and then what did you play against in the finals? Yeah, so this so one of the downsides of this tournament was all of this was happening in secret. Because yeah, the way true. we actually do a live broadcast every Friday, but what we do is the players record their matches throughout the week, and then the co- the casters don't know the results, and they watch the matches for the first time, but it means the production's a lot smoother, and people don't have to be there playing live. So, that's normally fine in a one-match week, but in the top eight, we had three matches to squeeze in, theoretically, if you were winning. And so, the casters didn't want to know any results. 
which means we couldn't tell anyone that we'd won our quarters or won our semis, <laughs> oh. um, which was very hard because one of the casters was literally one of my best friends and on our testing team. So it was very oh. challenging to do. Um, and so I, I got to the point where I was watching along on Twitch and I could finally tweet out that I'd made the finals because I couldn't even tell anyone. Um, but I did know I, uh, that I was on playing against Gruel and I knew Thursday night. So on Thursday, I actually canceled some plans that I may have had with someone in this call um, to play. I was in fact canceled on yeah. by Caroline. Yikes. Yikes. Let's get it all out in the open, everybody. I had to That's play just I played it a bunch. I played um, the matchup and again, same thing. Oh no, actually this was the opposite. I had played too much that day. So someone actually was playing for me and we, we won every time we won like four or five times in a row. And we're like, Oh no, because <laughs> this is, it's bad now. <laughs> if you win too much in testing, it might, it might be bad. So then the you, it might come around and bite you. Yeah. So then the next day okay. I played again and I lost every time. And then I went into the finals and won. So. <laughs> All right. Great. I was well, quoted, I'm really glad. Uh, I was quoted oh, saying testing is bad, which is a joke. It is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good thing that you won because if you had not, I would not have forgiven you for canceling on Thursday. There you go. There <laughs> or, you go. Or I wouldn't be here but, either, which is something I wanted to do for oh, like actually five years. So. <laughs> Yay! Well, this was part of the prize yes. of winning the yeah, VML. We is to write Megan on, did on promise. Thing. I did promise specifically to Caroline. Yep. Uh, on air. I asked you on air so you couldn't say no. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I, can I tell you just luck. something really quick? I remember my first Good Luck High Five episode. I, <gasps> I don't know if it was the first one I actually listened to, but it was the first one I remember. And what was it? You were in a, ho- I want to say it was Maria, I think, was in a hostel in Vancouver because you had been. Oh, no, I no, was. Megan. Megan was. Okay, it was Megan. You were in, yeah, you were recording from a hostel in Vancouver from one of the Grand Prix. I don't know which year it was. Yes, that is very true. And I, I was like, oh, I'm in Vancouver. And that was the, that was all the connection I had. I just was really excited. I was like, oh, <laughs> what hostel? <laughs> I do goodness. not remember that episode. I definitely do oh, because okay. I was recording from a hostel. Yeah. <laughs> true. Um, and I had to find some like random quiet corner of a common room or something <laughs> to try and record in. I was impressed that um, you pulled that off. Like <laughs> it was a uh, you know it was an it was an undertaking. Wow, that had to have been like that was like 2015 or something. Yeah, it was a, it was long, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Unbelievable. It really is. Uh, but Caroline, it would not be an episode of Good Luck High Five with a guest if we did not play some flavor text theater. Okay. Um, so I have prepared for you both some flavor text Mad Libs. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, I want to um, just get it out there that I really struggle with the difference between adjectives and adverbs and nouns. So It's going to be okay. okay. I like to be okay. will take whatever you say. Yeah, okay. I will. Also, I can clarify every time that I ask for something. Okay. <laughs> um, Okay, are you are you both ready? I'm prepared. All uh, right. So first yeah. up, it is. Uh, I need a a living noun. <laughs> what does that mean? So a person, <laughs> a person or thing that is alive. Oh, okay. I thought it was like living weapon. No, like a, a person or thing <laughs> that's alive. Weapon. Okay. Um, can I go with sloth? Yeah. Of oh, course. great answer. Yeah. Great answer. Um, next up, I need a location. Okay. My location that I would like to offer is um, uh, thinking, thinking uh, the ball pit at a 1980s McDonald's. 
All right. I need to be very specific about what um, year. Next up, I need a place. Oh, dang. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, did you ask for a place last time? I asked for a location. Oh, a location. Yeah. Okay. Which I feel like they're slightly different, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. a place. Caroline. Uh, the CN Tower. Oh. What's a CN Tower? It's the largest tower. The big, the Space Needle in Toronto. There we go. Oh, okay. Toronto <laughs> yes. Space Needle. Got it. Um, a verb ending in I-N-G. Ooh. Caroline, you're also going to be giving me a verb ending in I-N-G, so start thinking. All right. So my favorite magic verb is obviously sloop, uh, as in they have very sloopy arms, like um, Omnath. So yes. in this case, it would be slooping, I yes. think. is slooping. Right word. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caroline, a verb. Uh, my verb is uh, very close, but sleuthing. <laughs> mostly because i want to try to say all of that together yeah yeah yes. that'll, that'll be great um all right maria i need a location Ooh, another location another location you wasted uh, it all on the first one I, it was I a really lot of detail did. a lot of detail i really did um <laughs> um okay 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 uh the principal's office all right and caroline i need a noun hmm this okay um we'll go with place or thing no i know i told you i told you i would like clarify on all of them so i just was i was living up to my end of the deal okay we'll go with tom hanks (laughs) great now great now one of my favorite now my favorite nouns honestly okay so this is for the card teeter peak ambusher uh Goblins from the McKinney trenches of Andu make surprisingly skilled climbing guides due to their habit of scaling the cliffs to drop onto unsuspecting foes. That is a long flavor text. I thought you were just doing them all for one card, for like a bunch of cards. Nope. This is just the first one. Sloths from the ball pit at a 1980s McDonald's at the CN Tower. Make surprisingly skilled slooping guides due to their habit of sleuthing the principal's office to drop onto unsuspecting Tom Hanks. <laughs> I really want to visit the McDonald's 1980s ball pit in the CN Tower. I mean, yeah, uh, there is one. <laughs> this proves it. by this card. <laughs> you know, an unsuspecting Tom Hanks. An uns- is there any other kind? We can just... That's just his natural state, right? Yes. I also like that they make surprisingly skilled slooping guides due to their habit of sleuthing. I'm just happy I made you say all of those sounds together. <laughs> Success. All right, here we go. Um, this next one is pretty short. Okay. Uh, Caroline, I need a noun. Okay. And Maria, I'm going to need an adjective. An adjective. It's a describing mm, a word. Noun. Okay. Uh, basketball. All right. <laughs> And Caroline, I'm going to come back to you for another noun. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Uh, my adjective is Canadian. <laughs> I've just got Canada on the brain. Uh huh. All right, Caroline, another noun. Airplane. <laughs> you said that with such conviction. Yes. All right, this one was a short one. Okay. Uh, this is the flavor text on blood price. Uh, blood is the oldest current currency. Good flavor text. I bet ours is better. It reads, it now reads basketball is the Canadian airplane. 
You know, because the basketball's bounce so high and Canadians are so small that they can just they ride, can ride the ride basketball. basketball. Yeah, that makes sense. Basketball is the Canadian airplane. Wow, I'm really sad I didn't say moose now. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine? Uh, I assume all Canadians ride moose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we Caroline, all, we all, Caroline, what's your moose named? Oh, my moose name is Moosers. Very original. <laughs> Great. Um, if you if you subscribe um, to Caroline's Twitch channel, there's a lot of moose emojis. And sloth mm. emojis. And sloth Excellent. emojis. Um, okay. It's the same as last time, but reverse. So Maria, okay. noun. Caroline, be thinking of an adjective, which is a describing word. <laughs> <laughs> um, my noun is going to be Sean Connery R.I.P. I just watched him in The Rock on Halloween night to celebrate. And what a film. What What a film film. The Rock is. (laughs) It's about Alcatraz. Yeah. Um, Caroline, adjective. Okay. My adjective is is silly an adjective. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I knew that. Um, Maria, another noun. Um, This noun is going to be um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's a scalding <laughs> hot macaroni. <laughs> okay, we got there. I don't know where that came from, everybody. As you can see, it was like a, a the birth deep recesses of process. Brain. Yeah. All right, this is spoils of adventure. <laughs> oh no. Um, survival <laughs> itself is no small reward. Hmm. Sean Connery, R.I.P., is no silly scalding hot macaroni. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I would say he's scalding hot macaroni. I would also say that Sean Connery is scalding hot macaroni. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what is silly scalding hot, hot? Oh yeah, he's macaroni. not silly. He's, yeah, not, right. he's, he's not, not very silly. silly. Yeah, not very silly. <laughs> All right, I've got one more. Team. Okay. Okay. Um, from each of you, I will need a number. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with three. Great. <laughs> Just a classic number. Um, Caroline, what's your number? 472.51. Oh, Is there right. a significance to that number? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I need from each of you a noun. Hmm. Hairball. All right. I'm going to pluralize it because I need a plural. All right. Hairballs. So, hairballs. Um, um, wet broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it wet? Terrifying. Um, all right. Clean. <laughs> uh, I need a person's name from either of you. Oh. I will give the name of Caroline. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have used wet bro- broccoli. <laughs> Um, okay, I need a place, Caroline. Um, the moon. Uh, and Maria, I need a job. Oh, great. Um, (laughs) fish spanker. (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta spank. Who's getting paid for that? You sometimes gotta spank a fish. Yeah, I I guess I'll take your word for it. Yep. All right, this is a sizzling barrage. 
A thousand sparks can burn through your defenses just as quickly as one massive blaze. Ooh, nice. Adakar, Akum Elementalist. Uh, it now reads... Three hairballs can burn through your through your defenses just as quickly as 472.5 wet broccolis. <laughs> Caroline, moonfish spanker. <laughs> Ooh, moonfish. Yeah. Surely you've spanked a moonfish moon in your day. Fish. I just want to, I'm like, okay, three hairballs can burn through your defenses just as quickly as... Four hundred and seventy-two point five one wet broccoli. I feel Great. like you reversed Caroline. it because the other one was a thousand to one, and now it's three, it's yeah. three to four hundred seventy-two point five one. Yeah, <laughs> Caroline, how'd you get that job on the moon, spanking fish? Yeah, uh, I can't talk about it. It's classified. Well, Ooh, wow. classified, super secret. Job. Okay, super secret, Caroline. Before we send you on your merry way, I have to know, like. Heading into the Zendikar Championship coming up, when is it even next month? Yeah, it's December. Uh, I think the start it's of December, December, like fourth through sixth. I want to say, yeah, mm-hmm. Four, like, yeah, fourth through sixth. How are you feeling about achieving that dream of playing in a pro tour like event? <laughs> <laughs> and like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Yeah. And what what are you going to do to prepare and be ready to take the whole thing down? Not that I have high hopes for you, but you know, <laughs> I do. And you're going to win the whole thing. Oh, okay. Do I get to come back if I win the whole thing? Yes. Perfect. Yes. I'll change yes. together. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I am very nervous, but I am I'm a little, like, I've been thriving. We didn't really talk too much about this, but I've actually been playing a ton of online tournaments. Like, I feel like this was, as much as I'm sad about 2020, I've actually really adapted to online life. Um, I had a, I have small amounts of anxiety when in paper magic, um, mostly with people watching me play. I don't know, it's just a thing. Uh, and so online magic has been a huge part of that. And I could talk forever about how great some of the tournaments have been, not just the VML, but just in general. And so there's that. So this one's online. So that's going to be in a, you know, in the column of favor for Caroline. But the thing I'm really sad about is one of the cool things of a PT like tournament is all of the people that you would see at these events and a, a small proportion of them are my friends. And so not being able to travel to these cool places or even Phoenix, Arizona. Um, <laughs> Sorry, like Phoenix. You Sorry, Phoenix. specifically called out Phoenix, Arizona. I actually Arizona didn't. Like. I meant to call out Richmond. I, the, the joke's much funnier <laughs> if I say Richmond. Hold on. <laughs> Whatever. There's great ice cream in Richmond. There yeah, is. but there's been like 12 PTs there for some reason. Yeah, that's but true. I know. That is Their true. convention center must be a pretty sweet deal yeah (laughs) they must have signed a a contract so here's the thing i i am excited to play an online tournament i feel this will help me like quell some of my nerves hopefully um and i still have some connections to those friends you know the internet does exist Uh, and hopefully i'll be able to there's been some plans of even um connecting and testing with with some of those cool friends so that's gonna be good as well um but i am sad that i won't be like running round to round like being able to say my record because normally I'm at these events being like, Oh yeah. So I'm two and oh in the draft side event, you know, just doing my thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that will be nice to be able to, to be playing. And um, at the moment, my boyfriend is not qualified. So it's very funny to me <laughs> because yes. he normally is qualified.
qualified for everything, and this is kind of my moment to be like, haha. <laughs> but he'll probably just yeah. win something, who knows, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool and i mean you're going to be playing against you know the highest level of competition in magic yeah. too oh, is that true. exciting to you uh yeah sure <laughs> or you're just scared <laughs> um i i actually do have a little bit of just in the past i would my play and anxious levels would increase when i knew my opponent by like i was like oh this is a real person that's a that's not what I would say <laughs> when I would say that this is like a pro or whatever. And so yeah. I do need to try and wash some of that out because every person will be a real person when I play at this event. So, and you know yeah. what, Caroline, you're a real person. I know. You are a real person. That's exciting. We've met in person <laughs> and you've won these tournaments back to back. You've got yeah. one crown and a smaller, tinier crown that will fit inside that crown. Well, yes. I have to, I have like to that you're legit. Still. Maybe I'll make them. Yeah, make, but you I'll make the them. VML pay for that one. <laughs> Where's my crown? Wow. Great. Nice. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for honoring the agreement I made you do online. On <laughs> Caroline. More than happy to. <laughs> if anybody wants to follow you or keep track of like your progress, winning all these tournaments, no big deal. How can they do that? Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-A-N-G-U-I-N-E. Uh, you can find me on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini because consistency isn't key. Um, I stream <laughs> on Wednesdays with a guest from the Magic community, but we don't always play Magic. Um, so we're pretty variety-based streamers. Um, some of Megan has been on the, the stream before, and who knows? Maybe I'll trick Marie into doing it as well. Um, <laughs> but it's one of my favorite things about me, I think, is that I've been streaming for two years only on Wednesdays, but I always have a guest of some variety that's related to magic. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. Wow. I managed to keep that's a lot of people. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people keep agreeing nice. for some reason, which is nice. <laughs> so, well, you know, if you keep showing up as a rando in people's DMs. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, yeah. Soon you'll, you're a rando no more now, Caroline. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? We're going to say thank you to our other sponsor, Ultra Pro. That's right. And if you're looking at these designs and being like, wow, no one's talked about this Boros dude. <laughs> Gosh, what was it? It must have been the Boros. Guild Mage. Yeah, Guild Mage. Yep. Yes. Um, and, or Nyan Cat. Nyan Cat. Uh, in years. Well, that's because these deck boxes are from Ultra Pro and they are years old. Yes, I recently found these while rifling through some of my old magic stuff. And I was like, yeah. what are these? I looked on the top. It says great drafts. Yes. So these are some of my favorite drafts I ever did. My undefeated decks from way, way, way back in the day yes. when we first started playing. And I saved them and they are still here today in perfect condition because I kept them in Ultra Pro deck boxes and sleeves. Oh, my goodness. Can and really next that? week on the show, we're going to do a little retrospective yeah. of all the draft formats, and we're making a video where we battle some of these old decks against each other. Yeah, which so is very exciting. I'm very stoked because these are decks that were not meant to be played against each other, but they're both no. undefeated, awesome draft because decks. they're from. A different drafts. Yeah, from sets. their different draft sets. So we're going to play them against each other. And like, Ooh. I just am pulling out a card here from my sideboard, which is Knight of Obligation. It has Extort. So Wow, Extort. Extort, you remember that? Yeah. We're going to be playing with these in a special video sponsored by Ultra Pro. So I'm super excited to have that show up on the channel. Yeah. So like we, I said early in the episode, go follow, subscribe, and hit the bell on uh, YouTube.com slash high 5 because yeah. that's where that video will be popping up. And if you have great drafts or just great decks in general that you want to keep safe and happy, 
Get Ultra Pro, man. That's our show, everybody. Thanks once again to Caroline for coming on um, and telling us all about her experience in the VML this season. Awesome. And just like what a, it was so cool to hear her talk so passionately about just that tournament structure. Yep. Um, the VML is an experience. Competitive magic. Yes, exactly. Um, super excited to see how she does in the Zendikar uh, Rising Championship. Me coming up. too. I'll be watching her the whole time, making sure yeah. like oh, that I'm giving you all at home updates about that too, because yeah, uh, we want to know how she does. And can I just say like having her on talking about all that, talking about the tournament, about preparation, testing all these different decks that she yeah. played. I mean, it's just so wonderful to hear it. And like, there's some people out there who who are like women are interested in this kind of thing like what a load of work she puts in let me point you to this episode yes women she puts in this so stuff. much work yes absolutely um more work yeah yes and it's great and so like you know it, it's wonderful to see that community growing and thriving and more people who are women and non-binary being like we're Yes. awesome at magic yeah. and we are we want to put in exact you know more work yeah. than other people in the game and we will get to places where we are so excellent that yeah. we will be at the top tiers of magic in no time deal with it i love it um yeah so that's our episode yeah thank you everybody what for a, listening um check us yeah. out on patreon patreon.com slash glhf magic if you want to become a member yeah thank we would you love to, to see everyone you. who is currently a patron absolutely um thank you to our sponsors card kingdom and ultra pro for just generally being so wonderful so so awesome um and thanks thanks to you and your ears yeah thanks to your ears or however you're listening to this your cat's mouth your cat's mouth however you know Thank you. Give yeah. the kitty cat a pet from us. Boop, Until boop. next week, you know, hold on to your horse. And keep those hands stinky. And keep those hands stinky. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs>